Welcome back to NFL Rants and Raves. I'm Stephen Miranda. And I'm Steve Fry. On Tuesday, August 13th, 2019, episode 15.02, the AFC Preview Show. The first week of the preseason is in the books, and now it's time for us to take a look at the AFC. In this episode, we'll talk about Antonio Brown and his ridiculous ultimatum to the Raiders and the NFL. We'll also look at Andrew Luck and the Colts being vague about his injury. The Vikings trading for a kicker, punter, what? Dak Prescott looking to get paid, and we'll share our opinions on what to expect from every single team in the AFC. With that, let's chomp it in. Bringing American football to the world. It's Steven Miranda and Steve Fry with NFL Rants and Raves. Steve, you kind of threw me off there. So we, we introduced ourselves together for the first time. It, it is, yes. And I actually got to say my name before the end of the show. Yeah. <laughs> and But then what happened was that I didn't know what the date was anymore. No, no, you didn't. Because I heard your name and I... We had to do that again. We had to do that intro part again. This is take three of the first <laughs> ten seconds of the show. Because <laughs> the, the first time I was like, for whatever day, Tuesday, Saturday, Friday, I didn't even know what day it was. And then the second time, the stupid thing didn't launch. And finally we got it on the third day. Because third, the third, third time, time is, is a charm. A charm. Yep. That's exactly the way it is. Welcome back to NFL Rants Rays, wherever in this great world of ours you are listening to the show, and however you are listening to the show, thank you very much. We appreciate you coming back. But we're going to start right off the bat with A.B., and I'm going to give him... Boob of the day. I have not given Boob of the day to someone as high-profile as Antonio Brown in a very long time on this show. Ask me why I did it. Now, why would you do that to A.B.? Because the man makes an ultimatum that, one, sounded as childish as childish can be. I am going to retire if I cannot wear my helmet. Seriously? Well, guess what the NFL came back and said? No. Yes. (laughs) You have to wear an approved helmet, and if you don't, You'll be in breach of contract, so we don't care if you retire. You can't do it, period. So as this was all going down over the weekend, late last week, you heard the story that he he got his old helmet and then painted it himself and tried to bring it in, right? Yes, yes. Now, with that, I don't know if you caught, the Raiders didn't have one of his old helmets sitting around. No. He had to call the Steelers (laughs) and have him ship one out. Yes, he had an old Steelers one, branded it Raiders, and tried to sneak it onto the practice field until someone noticed, no, sorry, that's still the old brand. The bottom line is I think that particular style of helmet is more than 10 years old. Well, there are two problems with it. So it's not certified is is really the main reason. And it it can't be certified for two reasons. One is it's more than 10 years old. And two, it's no longer manufactured. Yes, and in this case, like either one of those would eliminate it from certification. Correct. But in this case, both are true. So at least the league has kind of said, if you can find one that's not 10 years old, you can wear it. 
You know, it still has to go through the certification process. Yep. But it just it can't be ten years old. You can't be wearing equipment that's a decade old. Yeah. We we and your your players association came to this agreement right. so that you know For there was that safety. small settlement that they had about injury to the he- yes. heads of all of our older players. Correct. So it hey. cost the NFL a lot of money to do that. I'm pretty sure they'd be willing to let AB walk if he followed through with his threat. But my problem with boob of the day is that you don't make an ultimatum that you're not willing to see through. Rule one of parenting. Right? You don't threaten the children. If you don't eat your whatever, whatever, your peas, you're not yeah, you're not getting you can't dessert. watch TV the rest of the night. Right. You better be able to follow through on that. You have to follow through with your ultimatum. So maybe he said maybe you should have maybe you should have it should have been like a little bit smaller. Like if I can't wear my helmet, I'm gonna miss the first quarter of the season. Something. I'm gonna retire. I'm gonna his statement was I'm gonna retire if I cannot wear my helmet. So how many years now has AB with the Steelers been able to just kind of do these crazy things and get away with them? Right. But he finally picked a battle that I mean the Raiders aren't going to say yeah let's see We're if we not can gonna see this one you. through. I yeah. mean it was the Raiders, his own union, the funny thing his is fellow players, who, everybody is kind of going sorry dude. Who AB threw under the bus? <laughs> Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Yes. It's like, well, look at Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. They, they're wearing helmet. Uh, no. No. Tom Brady's been seriously bitching about the new helmet that he's got to wear. Well, he bitching. Maybe not seriously wouldn't put up against. Well, well yeah, he's not. But that's what I'm saying. He's not throwing an ultimatum. Brady, like, Brady, Brady did retire. it realistic. He's like, yeah, I really liked my old helmet. I tried to switch two years ago. It didn't work, so I wore it as long as I could. Are we now actually, i got to find a new helmet. Are we sitting here defending Tom Brady? Oh, my God. That's that's a news flash. That I, is a news flash. I'm sorry. Blame it on me for defending Tom Brady. <laughs> but that's what we're doing here because A B threw him and Aaron Rodgers under the under the bus because they said, Well look at those guys. Well, yeah, those guys are actually following the rules and they're not throwing a temper tantrum about their helmet. It was something like thirty five other players that were facing the same problem of not being able to use the helmet they were wearing last year. <laughs> but he threw Oh gosh. Uh-huh. Anyways, Antonio Brown we hope your feet get healthy, which another one. That's another reason to get up. Boob of the day. If you're going to go into a chiro, chirogenic If you're going to go spend a couple hours in a freezer, wear some shoes. Get the proper equipment. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, so there you go. That's what the Raiders. Raiders, people. That's the Raiders right there. Uh, so, somehow they managed to beat the Rams in the first preseason game, though. Soundly. Well, but that doesn't matter. The, the win-loss doesn't matter. Remember, <laughs> the preseason lies. Yes, I know. It does. And you have to remember the Rams threw out. No one. Who was the quarterback? <laughs> they they went out and got Bart. their intern, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> they got the intern. Bortles. I didn't even know the Rams had brought Bortles into the fold. Weren't they better with Mannion or whoever the heck was backing up golf the last couple of years? Uh, I, no, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, he was a dumpster fire on Jacksonville last year. I, I wouldn't have him on my roster. Okay, we're moving on to another quarterback, Andrew Luck and the Indianapolis Colts. Colts GM, uh, who Jim Irsay, who's who just talks. He, Irsay is on Twitter 
just as much as the dude that's sitting in the White House. Maybe even a little more. Maybe just a smidgen. I mean, you know what? They're they're neck and neck. They're, they're neck on, and neck, yep. They're on Twitter an awful lot. But he goes out and he says that Andrew Luck um, has a, what did he call it, a, a bone injury. How vague can you get when you just come out and say, uh, our quarterback has a bone injury. That's why he's not been participating in training camp. It's a wide range of bone injuries. A, a ton. I mean, is it a fracture? I have a, is I have it a, a bruised break? Is it little a br- rib on my left side versus I broke my right collarbone. A little bit of a difference. Is dealing with an issue, his exact quote, dealing with an issue to a small little bone. It's a bunch of small little bones in your body. Your hand has some of the smallest ones. Yes, exactly. Pretty sure you're going to need all those to throw a football. Um. So apparently this bone injury that Ursay was talking about has led to an ankle, a high ankle injury now that multiple reporters are talking and saying that this this bone, I like how everybody is using quotes. If, you, if we were on air, you would be seeing me do the, the, yes. the air quotes, right? The, all of every report my, I've my read son has, would be happy with the proper use bone, of air quotes because bone. he he hasn't figured out the proper <laughs> use of that yet. So. Is he still like sorry? Yes, you know? yes. He's <laughs> air quoting half his sentence. Oh my gosh! But yes. Uh, so, anyways, the, the NFL report says that the bone injury appears to have created an ankle issue for Andrew Luck, and that's not why we're seeing him. But literally an hour after that report about the bone injury, there was a report about how fast he's throwing the football right now. So what are we to make of this situation? Here's almost half a training camp is going to be here and gone. Haven't seen Andrew Luck do anything on the field. And he has a mysterious bone injury, high ankle sprain, but he's throwing the ball well. I guess theoretically you can do both. I mean, you're you're not having to scramble in the preseason. True, true. You're just if you're just throwing the football out yeah. there, you can look good throwing the football. You, you can throw the ball with some some pepper behind it, without needing to you know lean too much on say a lead foot on your your throwing motion. I guess the real question is this, Steve. All right, here's the real question. Here's my real question. Why are you being so vague about this injury? To me, there's there's only there's a couple reasons, but I think the main reason is you're being vague because you're afraid that it's actually worse than it really is. So you don't want to tell anybody that right now, right? you got a bunch of season hold, ticket holders that saw how the Colts responded at the end of last year. They started to look pretty good, and all of a sudden if you tell them, oh, our season is pretty much over because Andrew Luck's not going to play because his injury is that bad. And we don't really have anybody else. Yeah, no. Um, that's one thing that could possibly be wrong. That's why they're being so vague. They they know and they don't want to tell us. Or they really honestly, here's the other thing, which is I think just as bad is the incompetent route, is we really don't know what's wrong with him. And how can you not when you're you're talking about the franchise, the face of the franchise, Andrew Luck? Yeah, that's why I'm going more with the first one, that they, they know what's wrong and they just don't want to say anything. Don't want to tell anybody. All right. That that is a possibility. Finally, I want to talk about. Are you ready for this? Kickers, kickers yes, yes, kickers. The Minnesota Vikings have been so desperate 
for a kicker that can make a field goal that they have traded for a punter <laughs> slash kicker. Hold on. Oh yes, he's, I'm sorry. I he's going to handle both duties. Would you? Here, I guess my question: You're the GM of any team. Pick any team, and you need a kicker. Because trust me, the Vikings would have been a lot better last year if they had a kicker who could make some freaking kicks. Okay, they they even I think Brandon brought in Bailey for a while, right? To to do they, some they, kicks. They there. were trying anything they could. Yep. And then, and then we saw why the Dallas Cowboys ultimately got rid of Bailey and went with Mars. You know, Bailey was all erratic and all over the place. So they've, they've had kicking problems. I get it. I understand it. They want someone who can be reliable, someone who's going to do the job. So they go to the Baltimore Ravens, and they say, yo, we really like Kari Vedvik. Vedvik. That's the dude's last name. I can barely say it myself. But he is a punter slash kicker. Or in this particular case, the Vikings have reversed that and said he is a kicker slash punter. Now, unless this guy goes 49 of 50 in the regular season, I'm not sure he's worth whatever it was the Vikings sent to Baltimore. Wasn't that hot a drop pick, but as a fourth or fifth rounder, I mean, would you give it, would you, would you, you're the GM now, I'm talking to you, Mr. GM. Is that are you gonna pay that for a kicker? It's a kicker, right. mind you. Remember the last kicker of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Oh, Robert Aguirre, we're gonna go all the way up into the second round. We're gonna draft a kicker because we need one. And then the dude was a head case, couldn't make a kick in the if, NFL. If you think that your team has all of the parts you need to make a deep run in the playoffs, win the NFC North, win the division, go deep into the playoffs, possibly all the way to the Super Bowl, and the one key thing missing is a kicking game. Isn't there almost anything you would trade to get a reliable kicker? Like if you, I'm talking like you knew you had the team that was going to get you there, and that was just the last piece of the puzzle. But the last time I checked, and I'm double-checking right now for accuracy, Kirk Cousins is the quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings. You really think you're going to make a deep were, playoff run were with you, Kirk Cousins? Did you think that changed the in the last day or so? I was just checking. Okay, I was just, just making sure because I'm like, I don't want to sound like an idiot if I say it's Kirk Cousins. And, and I don't think they just gonna... traded for him this afternoon, right? Yeah. <laughs> you, they just but, traded for Tom Brady on his last year of the contract or something. Possible. Yeah. It's possible. But no, I just want to make, seriously, do they, I mean, because look, I like the Vikings roster. I, you know, Dalvin Cook at the running back position, Stephon Diggs, Adam Thielen, Kyle Rudolph at the tight end position. They got a defense that's pretty stout. Are you really winning and going deep into the playoffs where Kirk Cousins is? Well, I guess if I'm if I'm the GM and the leadership of the Vikings, I hope so. Because if he's not the guy that's going to get you there, then why do you still have him? So they are, they have to believe he's the right guy. He's the guy that can get it done. And they've put the tools around him to get it done. And they've got the defense to get him there. Uh, that, Look, that's what I'm saying, is that if, if, you, if, if you think you've put all the pieces together to do what you need to do, and that's the one you need, you're going to trade a third or a fourth round draft pick for a kicker. They lost seven games last year with him. And, and although we said there were some close ones where a kicker would have helped them, those seven games that they lost to, they were all the playoff teams. They were all playoff caliber teams that they could not beat with Kirk Cousins at the quarterback position. A kicker 
slash punter is not what's going to get him to the promised land. But that, that could just be me. And, and we're diving too much into the Vikings because we're dealing with the yeah, Vikings yeah. next week yeah, that's next in the week. NFC preview. I just but yeah, I mean, it, I'm trying to see, understand. Their losses last year, they, they lost Jacksonville by four. Kicker, I think a kicker could have made a difference there. I, yeah. I mean, I don't. I, w- without going back and replaying every one of these games, I can't remember if they if they were in a position to do. Wait, that, wait, wait. The Jacksonville game was a preseason game. Yeah, uh, whatever. In the regular season, they well, lost to preseason Rams. counts, right? Uh, no. Oh. Rams, Saints, Bears twice, Seattle, and New England. Those were the pl- all playoff teams that they could not beat, and then they lost to Buffalo. Okay, who they had no business losing to. As a matter of fact, that was week three, and that eliminated almost everybody from every single survivor pool last year, week three, if, when you took the Minnesota Vikings to beat Buffalo, and they got crushed 26-6. Yes. Okay? I, I was happily one of those. All, <laughs> you were one of those. All of those losses, I think I was one too because that's why it hurt so much that I'm having to relive it right now. But all of those losses were, were against playoff caliber teams except for Buffalo, and that was with Kirk Cousins at the helm. I don't see what he, what's going to be any different with him at the helm. I think that the Vikings do have a lot of talented pieces on both sides of the ball, offense, defense. Will Vadvik help them at the kicking position? Certainly. He's been great for Baltimore. I just don't think he's worth whatever you're giving up. I would have – I would have – like them seeing to give up something else to get to make sure that what they have at the quarterback position is what they need to, for that deep playoff run. Everybody's looking for the deep playoff run. I'm just not sure. Gosh, th- I just gave you all my Minnesota stuff for next week. But anyways. So ne- next week we'll do the NFC except the Vikings. Except the Vikings, yeah, because I just I gave it all to you right now. Um, any other – oh, there was one little piece of news. You know what? I'm going to save it to next week. Uh, it was just it was announced today. I'll just quickly just tease it for next week. Uh, Jay Z's Rock Nation partnering with the NFL. Okay. When I saw that, I was like, for what? But it's actually very interesting. Make sure you listen next week. We'll talk about Rock Nation and the NFL partnering up for three years. All right, we're gonna get to it because we have sixteen teams to talk about. All in the AFC, and we're starting in the AFC East with the Buffalo Bills. Stand and cheer for the Panthers. Stand and cheer for the Panthers. The pride of both Carolina and city of the Queen Carolina. So the Panthers got pushed. That was impressive. I did two finger push. Did you see that? Yeah. I meant to push the hit bell, and my pinky swiped on the Panthers, so I got two going. Let's give the Buffalo Bills their just due. <laughs> all right, so here's the Buffalo Bills. First of all, this is the AFC East, right? This is the AFC East that is dominated by the evil empire, right? I mean, there really is, I guess, what, 13 seasons, 14 seasons now? How yes. many seasons is it? Enough. A lot that you have to play the group. So this is the AFC East, dominated by the New England Patriots for more than a decade. But the Buffalo Bills had a solid draft. Especially, I like the additions of Ed Oliver and Cody Ford. They went on and they they went out and they picked up Josh Brown, a wide receiver, another another weapon for who I think really it's all about. 
Josh Allen. If Josh Allen stays healthy and can play to his potential, the Buffalo Bills, I'm not saying they will win the East, but they can compete enough with the rest of the teams of the East and the Evil Empire to make that division at least a little bit competitive. I I agree with 80% of what you oh, just said. Oh, the 80% the first part, not the last 10 Yeah, I mean, they, they went on a spending spree. They were, what, 15 free agents? Yep. They, they, they spent the most guaranteed money to the, those free agents of any other team in the NFL, so... They were in the. They were going after AB as well. I mean, it was all sorts of things that right. they were in the play here. So they've definitely upgraded their team, but you're also taking the worst offense in the NFL last year. They're going to be better. They have to be better. I don't know how they could be worse. Well, they, they dealt with. I mean, of but does five, all the teams? But does five hundred make that that divi- Is it competitive in that division? Of all the teams in the NFL last year, the Buffaloes were scourged by injuries, especially on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, it was not even fun. Like, every week you saw the injury report, and it was half bills, it seemed like, right? So, yeah, um, they they have to be better. I like the addition of Cole Beasley. Um, I think at the running back position, it, you know, what scares me, I guess, about the running back position is the age of the runners they have there. I like McCoy. You know, Shady's pretty fast, but you're also got Frank Gore there. Um, they they brought in uh, Singletary. I just I, I don't. I guess the Bulls are not that sexy, but I think what they've done in the off season, especially with their draft was to make the team more competitive. And if they stay healthy, I think they can be competitive within their division. They won't be in the cellar of the AFC East is what I'm saying. That that might be fair. I mean, I I think they're going to be a game, maybe two games better than they were last year with what they put on the field. That's not good. What was their record last year? Didn't they have five wins? Yeah, so seven. Well, they're getting up into that 500 range. Uh. Seven, seven wins isn't likely going to be the seller of that division no it won't be it won't be it, it won't be um so the buffalo bills also i think their schedule is it's not easy but it's not too terrible they do have to play that you know so the afc east this year plays the nfc east it's the east versus the east this year um so that means cowboys eagles giants yeah, you know, who cares about the Redskins? But, um, yeah, the Redskins. They have to play them. I mean. To me is, is this team capable of beating the New England Patriots? Because I'm going to hold the, New, the AFCs, I'm going to hold them to the standard of the New England Patriots. So the question is, can the Buffalo Bills play toe-to-toe with the New England Patriots and maybe win one of the two games? No. I don't, I don't think they're there. Ooh, man, that's tough. Because I don't see the other two teams being there. So there's got to be somebody that competes with the Patriots, somebody. Well, I want them to. But it's I not can only happen. wish it so far. <laughs> so it's just a wish right now. It's just yeah. a theoretical wish. All right. Yeah, I just I, I, I think they're going to be better. I, I, they, they've got so much talent they've brought in. If they, can, if they can keep the injury bug off this year, they will definitely be better. It's just, I, I mean, they might get nine wins. I don't know, but 
is is nine wins going to really compete with the Patriots no. if they can run off eleven or twelve wins again? Yeah, no, no, no. All right, moving on to the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> Here is where I have dread. This is the team I believe will be in the cellar of the AFC East. The Miami Dolphins have finally moved away from Ryan Tannehill, shipped him off. He's no longer with the team, so a new era begins. Sam's Ryan Tannehill. You got a player at odd with the owner, Stephen Ross, and Kenny Stills going at it. Um, you have a coach who is pretty much, I think, already alienated some of his players because instead of having Kenny Stills, his players back, he basically says, hey, fall in line and, you know, st- stop talking about the owner. The owner wants to do whatever he wants to do. Let, yeah. That's none of your business. So I don't think that's good. Um, I'm not really sure. As much as I like Josh Rosen being a UCLA guy, I don't think he's the answer at quarterback. Um, and then behind Josh Rosen, you have Ryan Fitzpatrick, who cool guy, did a lot for Tampa Bay early on last year. But I'm not sure this is a guy who you want to lead your team. Yeah, he's not. You're not building your franchise around him. So, for the Miami Dolphins, if Rosen isn't the answer, because he did not look all that spectacular in this first, granted it was first preseason game, but not look great. Um, what is this team going to do? What do they have? This very much feels like a a clearing out the baffles, clearing out the salary cap prepping for a rebuild next year. So it, it just it, it, like they, they got rid of all their big big salary players, most of their big salary players. Yep. And they're just going to kind of tread water for a year, see what happens, and then see what they can do next year in free agency and trades and the draft. So do you think this is a let's get a high draft pick to maybe improve our team starting next year? Well, I don't think no. I, I I would hope that that's not an active strategy by anyone, owner, coach, or any of the players. I hope they're going out to win sixteen games. Right. Hopefully. But it just has that feel like they're not bringing in that that spark at at either quarterback or in any of the other positions to really take it from a okay team to a good team. And when you're this is not an okay team. When you're fighting good teams everywhere else. You're not going to win a lot of games, right? Right. Um, so we're both pretty down on the Dolphins. Is it clear to say that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. We'll move on then to the cream of the crop in the AFC East, the New England Patriots. <laughs> Maybe it's the fact I've been doing this show now for 15 years, Steve. I have nothing bad to say about this team today. But I do have some questions. All right, let's so hear them. I'm going to ask you the questions, and then you answer me, because I think they're valid questions. They're going to be fair. I think New England Patriots fans today are going to listen to the show and be like, oh, my God, somebody check to see if that's the real Stephen Miranda, because I'm not sure. All right, I'm, now I need to hear them. But here's the first question. Can Tom Brady last the season? 43. 
just turning 43, right? I think he can. He's that just he's got a long storied history of 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 taking the hits that he takes the right way. I just at 43 though. I know he is in excellent shape and his conditioning is phenomenal. You know, he's got his own trainers putting him through and his his 43-year-old body was obviously not our 43-year-old body. Correct. Correct. Yes. But still I remember at how I felt at 43. And anything physical that I did, no matter how good a shape I was, hurt like heck. And I wasn't getting hit by defenders. I wasn't getting chased by 330-pound defensive linemen that wanted to crush me. I don't think that his his pain threshold is going to change much from this year from last year. Okay. From five years ago, from 10 years ago, yeah. From last year, I, I, yeah, I think he makes it the full season. I know he fully believes that he could play for another five years. I don't know if he gets it past this season. That's that's my only worry. That's my only concern there. Oh, the other, he might not be there next year. We talked about that last week, but yeah. But I think he makes it through this season. Okay. So outside of Julian Edelman, who's your weapon? Who do you fear? Who's your threat? All right. Let's go back and ask that question for every year of the last twelve <laughs> years. All right. I, I, look, un, until you, you have, until Belichick is proven wrong. Right. At some point, you just have to, you know, put your head in your hands and say he's going to do what he's done every year for the last decade and a half, and put a, a a team on the field. There might be one or two standouts that step up for one or two standouts in prior years, but we don't know who they are. He's he's always put a good team on the field. No. And I'm not saying anything about the, the coach. I, yes, he does. He works with the people he has. I get it. But look, you don't have Gronk, who was a security blanket. He would throw it to Gronk times where Gronk was double, triple covered. And he would rely and trust that Gronk is either going to make a play on the ball or he'll knock the ball down so that nobody intercepts it. Right? He had that kind of trust with Gronkowski. He's gone. Julian Edelman successful as a slot guy, but he had still speedy receivers on the outside to kind of make him not have that the kind of coverage so that he could be the slot guy and be the sneaky, quick quick out, quick in kind of receiver. He's the only guy right now of, of any significance on the team. Now, Josh Gordon has applied for reinstatement. Uh, we don't know if he's going to get reinstated yet by the league. But even if he comes back, the time he, the limited time he was on the field last year with the, with the Patriots didn't look like he was quite in sync with Brady, and he hasn't been participating with the club because it's gone. So I'm not really sure what to expect from him when he does come back. I'm just saying at some point, right, at some point, the lack of names at, this, at the crucial position of wide receiver and tight end is going to catch up to you. It it should, but that kind of my point is that that this team has defied that logic that we would apply to every other team, and it would be true with thirty one other teams. Okay. But they have defied that logic for far too long for me to say they got a problem. I, 
until until we see a problem on the field, I, I'm not. I can't say. Right. I can't say they have a problem. Well, my only other question is: Is there a team in the East that could be a contender against the Patriots? Uh, no, I mean no. There, there's somebody that can nip. I mean, they'll nip at his heels at their heels a little bit. They'll they'll mess with them a little. I mean, the Dolphins are always known for playing them hard for whatever yeah. reason and and stealing a game second. or two or so. Yeah, yeah. but no. In right. the end, they'll win the thing. So that leads me to the final team in the AFC East, the New York Jets. <laughs> maybe this is the team. Can we maybe get on the Jets bandwagon to rough up the New England Patriots? Please. Can we do it? Can you help me out? Plus, my machine is kind of dead over here. It's not letting me change pages or anything, but... I am a pro. I keep working through it, Steve. All of my notes are gone. How You're am I supposed to work now. like uh, this? <laughs> I don't know. These conditions are deplorable. Sam Darnold, right. second year, right? Yeah, he should. Uh, he should. We should see an improvement after after a season of this is what football is really like. I still am not a Sam Darnold fan. I'm. I have not gotten on the Sam Darnold train yet. But he, he wasn't horrible last year. He he started so so, but. Well, when you say they, he wasn't horrible last year, the Jets were at the bottom of the league in both passing and rushing. But was, but I don't think it was his fault, right? All right. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I a lot of people like to put the blame on just the quarterback, but look, he, not like they gave him a lot of weapons last year, and I'm not sure that the offensive play calling was as good as it could have been. That being said, with the limited time that he was out there with what he had, he surprised me. He did better than I think a rookie would have done in that situation. Well, you got weapons now. Okay, you got Le'Veon Bell, who is going to be very easy to turn around and hand the ball off to. Of course, there's the concern. If he remembers how to do that. There's the concern as he's been away for a year. Can he really, you know – as but long, he's as got long, as long as he runs for the correct end zone, it'll be okay, right? He's got he, he's got fresh legs. He hasn't taken a beating for a year. Yeah, he he might he might okay. have a he might have a, a a breakout year even for himself. My problem with the Jets is that great you got Bell, but there's nobody at the wide receiver position that excites me at all. Not Robin Anderson, maybe. Maybe a little bit. Maybe because his name is Robbie. I don't know. But just a little. That's it. That's it. There's no one at the wideout position that excites me. And so I think you're kind of doing a disservice to Sar- uh, uh, Darnold because he, he's got the same toys to play with, but there were toys that they got from, like, the 99-cent store, right? He's happy he's got toys to play with, but come on. They're not, they're not the – they're not the $20 G.I. Joe with the Kung Fu grip, right? Remember Eddie Murphy's line? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's exactly what's wrong. It's not that, right? It's it's the nice line. So I'm just saying, Jets, do something. Uh, you know, open up the press strings a little bit and go out and get him a weapon that he could throw the ball to. But I think the defense of the New York Jets is going to keep them in a lot of games. Now, this is something that I said last year for the Cleveland Browns. At the beginning of the season, I said the Browns' defense is going to keep the Browns in a lot of football games. I think this year it's the Jets. I think defensively they've gotten better. 
And this year, they will keep the Jets in a lot of football games. Now, if only the offense can, you know, muster up some points. Yep. Because they were pretty low points scored per game last year. Very low, yep. Um, but I so, agree. Their, their defense was their defense was okay to good. Yeah. And I, th- and, uh, and definitely I think they should strength. be better this year. Definitely a strength this year. Um, but still, I guess we're, we're – kind of saying the Patriots are still the team to beat. Yeah, I un- until proven otherwise, unfortunately. All right, we're going to move on to the AFC North. <laughs> Starting out with the Baltimore Ravens. Lamar Jackson time, baby. You ready? Because he looked like a passer in the first preseason game. He did not run. Not once. Not and, twice. And I'm sure that's the game plan they're going to put in on week one. I don't think that's the game plan, but he didn't even th- he didn't even think about run. That was the thing is like it was like, and his passes were pretty crisp. It was he like did they spend this off season and say we're gonna make Lamar Jackson? Because the funny thing is, don't you remember? Just a little while ago, we were talking about how head coach Harbaugh was saying. Bet the over, right? Yep. yep. On the amount of times he was going to rush, and you go into preseason, he doesn't take off once. Now, also, it could have been look, it's a preseason game. I want you running around out there. So we we need to we need to try out these receivers, <laughs> right? We right. we like we know Lamar, you're going to be our guy, right? We don't need we you running, you putting we, yourself at risk. We know what you can deliver. What we need to test right now is how are these receivers reacting to a live game situation, right? How are they running their routes? How are they how are they blocking? How are they catching? What are they doing? So you've got to pass. No running because we need to check these receivers because we need to make sure they're tested. So when we want to use them in the regular season, we can. God, I hope that's the case. I mean, that, that's got to be the case, right? They told him, do not run. Did you see Patrick Mahomes run? We'll get to him in a minute. And literally a yard from the end zone. It's a regular season game. Mahomes is diving. Again, just a, but it's a preseason game. He got down so fast. That dude, linebacker was coming. He got down so fast. And then he got up with a big smile like, yeah, I did that. I did that. <laughs> I, I went down. I slid because I didn't want to take a hit. Smart. These young quarterbacks are smarter and smarter as as the years go by. Right. So I, I think one of the things lost here with the Ravens. Yes. Is that. Last year. The offense was given a lot of credit for the improvement they had for the last half the season. Yes. I don't think it was the offense. Don't get me wrong. The offense started playing better, but I think it was the defense that that went from playing horribly to playing well. Well, here's my question. That defense has changed tremendously this year. Well, so th- my- T-Suggs isn't there no more. I guess my question to your point is, is the defense going to be as good or are they going to regress? So the the offense, just to kind of jump back to that real quick, the yep. offense under Flacco was, was 12th in the league for the first part of the season. Right. When it fell to Jackson, 21st in the league on offensive production. They actually got worse relative okay. to the rest of the NFL right. on that, what was it, a 6-1 and one run at the yep. end of the season. It was the defense that went from, you know, 10, 12 
to two right. in the NFL in the back end of the season. And yeah, they lost a lot of talent on that defense. And that's why I think even if Jackson makes a step up, even if they've got good weapons, if, if Jackson is playing more of a passing game than a rushing game, I don't know that the, the Ravens are going to show an improvement. Yeah, and the thing about the Ravens, too, uh, picking up Mark Ingram at running back position, I'm not sure Mark Ingram isn't all the time ready to be a stud running back for every down. Right. I, I agree. He'd, he'd probably be a good, you know, partner with another. Right. And I don't know. What, I don't Gus know Edwards, who the Ravens have who that second I, person is. They don't have a second one yeah. that's that's going to be, that, that we can see as a standout now. Who right. knows what we'll see in a couple of weeks. But so I, as good as that offense, I think the offense is, is going to be better than it was for the aggregate of last season. Right. right. Okay. right. But I think the defense takes such a step back. I think the team overall takes a step back from where it was. I don't think they I don't think they pull off what they did last year. All right, we're moving on to the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals when once I enjoyed and I relished the opportunity to talk about the Cincinnati Bengals. Now I just I feel blah. That's all I get for them. It's a it's a sense of blah. And I don't know if it's because Andy Dalton is the quarterback. AJ Green is out. Done. Yeah. Is he is he done for like? I mean, I know that he's gonna be, he's gonna miss. He's scheduled to miss at least the first two weeks, but he may miss more games. Uh look, it's like it's gonna be new with Cincinnati Bengals, right? It has to be. It it it's gonna be a different team a different dynamic but I don't know who really is because to me is Andy Dalton the leader of that offense no to me it kind of more seemed like AJ Green was now he's not going to be here for the beginning part of the season he'll be around he just won't be on the field right he won't be on the field but still I, you can still be in the locker room you can still be on the side yeah no 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 I understand he's his is an injury not a suspension um but you're not on the field with the guys. That's when you're out there talking yeah, there, it up. There is a and, difference, right? Um, I mean, there's only so much you can tell a teammate on the sideline, especially when you're not out on the field. Defensively, I don't think the Bengals have improved. I think offensively, they definitely take a, a step back without A.J. Green on the field because um, he is a big part of that offensive production. When he we get him up back week three, week four, week five, I don't know. It seems to me like the Cincinnati Bengals have taken a step back and are even in a position worse than I cannot believe I'm getting ready to say this than the Cleveland Browns. I I think that's easily. Uh, defense, they've got a new coordinator. It's going to take them a couple of weeks to figure this out, and that's optimistic. It could take them all season to figure it out, and they might need to make personnel changes next year or in the offseason, and, and the defense might bounce back next year. But with a new coordinator, I think it's going to be hard to see that defense definitely improve. I don't, I don't right. see that. Right. So I agree. They're going to drop off. And, yeah, and yeah I think they're, they it's, they it's, don't have the offense, I think and the defense some, is going to take a step back. And I, I We got some sad a times. Rough, a rough year for the There's Bengals. There's some sad times coming for the Cincinnati Bengals and their fans. 
Okay, we're going to move on now to the Cleveland Browns. I'm just going to come out and say it. I was a big proponent for the Browns last year. They didn't let me down that much. But I am really on board with the Cleveland Browns this year. Did you see their first drive? Now, once again, I know it's just the preseason. They came out with hurry up. They were hustling. And the next thing you know is, boom, touchdown. Okay, everybody, let's go sit down and just watch the rest of this thing. That's that's what I loved. They came out in a (laughs) two-minute offense, right? Yes. They they ran the first drive as a two-minute offense. Yes. And and I'm pretty sure that 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 was not – what was expected? <laughs> Completely caught the Redskins off guard. Redskins were like, "Yo, man, are you getting what? They're this hiking is, the ball. This is the preseason. We don't <laughs> what, do this. What you doing? It's like, oh my god, dude! Look, three I, minutes in the game, we're down seven nothing. I I think last season we saw Baker proved he belonged in the NFL. Yes, he did, and and he he belongs potentially among the NFL elite. I mean, it's it's one season. We're not going to yeah, put we, him in the Hall gonna, of Fame right now, yes. but. Don't don't break out the annoying oils. Okay, thanks, Bill Parcells. <laughs> but but he definitely he definitely has what you'd want to have as your as your starting quarterback. Moxie. That's yeah. the word we used last week. Come on, Steve. He's got the I'm moxie. Get, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm gonna get yes. you with the moxie. Come on. He's got the moxie. He looked good out there. He was calm. He threw the touchdown pass. He celebrated a little bit. And then he I think no, he thought no, it in his head. He was like, it's just the preseason. Calm down, kid. It, Calm. It, it's just the preseason. <laughs> and, and, yes, with the caveat of it's just the preseason, I will also put out it was the Redskins. Well, yeah. Yeah, we don't have a lot of things, nice things to say. But, look, Nick Chubb looked good. Um, and he didn't even have all his offensive wide receiver weapons out there on the field with him. No. So there's some new guys out there that we saw. Um, there's just let's just say there's a lot for the Cleveland Browns to be excited once again. But I I'm going to point out that that defense though, when that starting defense is out there, Miles Garrett is a beast, and they've just added more pieces to that defense. So I think it's only going to be better. It's a team you're going to have to watch this year. Oh, I agree completely. It, they they could be they could take five steps forward and they could compete with anybody in the AFC. I'm actually thinking that it's possibility they might win this division. Yeah, it, potentially. I they, I they have the talent. I I don't disagree. The question is, are there too many distractions that they've brought onto that team after years of not winning? They seem to have kind of gone all in on this, right? So they've got okay. they've got. So who, what's the distraction like? Kareem Hunt, Odell, uh, 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 Odell. Sorry, Odell. The beer, yeah. Oh, they, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, non-alcoholic beer to the whole team. That's not bad. That's right, not gonna, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. No, you, you're talking. You're talking about OBJ, Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, okay, he might, he might be fine. You might not hear anything, or it could be a whole bunch of garbage. I don't look. It's really weird. I thought that we that the the Browns were in for a disaster after he made the comment about the Giants really not not being a good team last year, and I thought, oh no, what in the world is he doing? This he's gonna bring a circus. There's gonna be a circus because of that comment, and they kind of he kind of squashed it really fast. He didn't continue it. He didn't like. 
He didn't like parade around, continue. He's like, you know what? That's history. I'm done. I'm playing with that team. I'm all about Cleveland. I'm still not an OBJ fan. But I think that you've given him, or I'm saying you're giving Baker him as a weapon. You already had Landry. I really liked uh, Njoku at the tight end position to begin with. But you now have Nick Chubb and Duke Johnson at the running back position who only have to carry you for the first eight weeks of the season because after that you get Kareem Hunt. Now, I'm not going to celebrate Kareem Hunt because I know what he did. The fact that he has a job in the National Football League is still pretty weird. Yep. Um, especially when you've seen the likes of like Ray Rice and, and other guys who have had that kind of like domestic violence problem and they just got, got shipped out of the league. But here's Kareem Hunt. He's got another chance. Yet. He's suspended. But he will be, in fact, back in time for if there's a playoff push for the Cleveland Browns, he'll be right in the middle of that, right? Um, so there's a lot of pieces. You're right. OBJ, the Kareem Hunt, because I think that question is going to get asked of, of the Cleveland Browns all year long. What is this guy doing on your team? I just think the defenses could – if, if – any possibility that it's better than it was last year, I think the Cleveland Browns are going to be exciting to watch. It's going to be it's so, going to be tough to beat this team. They're going to be a tough out. I, I don't know. I I I still kind of come back to how much of what happened last year was a bit of a surprise, right? No film on Baker. I mean, yeah, college film, but that doesn't. Yeah. I mean, it's different under the radar. They so the so radar. now now they've had now now their opponents have had time to game plan against them. There's a and big you old look at target who they're on playing. the back. They're, they're playing. They've got they've got the NFC West. So they've got they've got the Rams. Yep. Seattle. Um, who else is in here? Arizona. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what Arizona. I wasn't going to really include them. Uh, but then they play. It looks like they play the AFC. Is that uh, which the AFC East? division do they play? East. They play the East. Yeah. Miami, New Buffalo, England. New England. Yeah. Okay. So that's going to be tough. Well, So that's the challenge is that they might be a better team, but I think they might have a harder schedule. So I don't know that they make a step forward. So becoming a better team, playing for I, – I, I, I don't know. I just I, – They were still I, third I, place, right? They were still third place in the, in the division last year. Right? Sure. So it's still a third place schedule. I think that getting the AFC East and the NFC West in the same year, that, that could be a little tough. But as we discussed early on, in the AFC East outside of the Patriots, maybe the Jets will be tough. Um, I'm not sure if Miami and Buffalo will give them a hard time. It's going to be – I, you know what? Where first game, early game against Tennessee on CBS, that will be one of the games – one of the nine games I'll be watching yes. in Las Vegas <laughs> that week. Let's just put it that way. It will be on one of my big screens. All right, the final team in the AFC North, the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> oh, Pittsburgh, what are you going to do? No A.B., no Le'Veon Bell. That was those two guys combined for, what, 73% of your offense now what are you going to do? They combine for 85% of your PR problems. 
<laughs> right? Ninety-two, three, ninety-three percent. I mean, like their training camp has to be a boring place right now. It's got I, I mean, other I, than packing up AB's helmet last week and shipping it off to Oakland. <laughs> it had to have been an. I mean, they've got to be sitting around like sipping wine, trying to figure out what are we doing here. Look, I like Juju Smith-Schuster, and that's hard for me to say because he's an SC guy. Okay, and you know how much I'm not a big fan of USC. But Juju Smith-Schuster has grown into the big boy pants that he's been wearing, and he is knocking out of the park for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I think at the wide receiver position, with the addition of Dante Moncrief, they're going to be okay. My thing is I'm still not 100% fully on board with James Conner. Okay? He filled in admirably last year. Nobody expected him to, to put up the numbers that he put up last year. Second year. Once again, now people know his running style. They know what he's like. Can he duplicate that effort on the offensive side of the ball? And and I think more importantly, out of anything, is that offensive line going to stay healthy to keep Ben Roethlisberger healthy? Because Roethlisberger's getting old without, as well. Yeah, without he Ben, can, that team He is, can't take yeah. the hits anymore, and you're right, because who you got? Joshua Dobbs backing him up? I don't even know who that is. I can honestly tell you right now, I don't know anything about Joshua Dobbs. Did you see him play this weekend? No, I did not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's see. Joshua is out of Tennessee. He was drafted in 2017. Oh, that's around. what it is. He's a volunteer. I'm not a big fan of the Tennessee volunteers. Enough said. Yeah, there you go. So the Pittsburgh Steelers, one, can their defense still be as productive as it's been? You know, they, they gave up quite a few points last year. Are they going to get better there? They're in a division where obviously the Ravens and the Browns are going to hang with them without a question. And on the offensive side of the ball, can they put up points by losing so much of their offense from last season? I, I think the best we can hope for is they're steady from where they were last year. I mean, right. And, and I, I think they're probably going to drop off. Yeah, there's going to be a drop-off, definitely. I think the good thing for them is, look, they're finally going into a training camp. There's no drama. We don't have to worry about someone holding out. We don't have to worry about someone calling the quarterback names and all kinds of crazy antics. You're right. It's very quiet in Pittsburgh right now. But how is that going to translate to game time? That is what I don't know, and we're going to have to find out here. All right. Man, that was a lot of talking for the first eight teams. We're going to have to hustle now to get the next yeah, we, eight teams. We apologize to those of fans of the AFC South and West because we might get a little – One minute yeah. per team. No, no, no. no that's right. not true. You're just going to have to endure uh, a show that's a little bit longer than an hour. How about that? There we go. All, All right. right, then let's move on to the AFC South, and we're starting with the Houston Texans. <laughs> Oh, boy. Deshaun Watson time, right, Steve? Deshaun Watson. Is is, is that what the what the Ooh. Texans are going to be selling? I I guess. They don't have <laughs> anything else. <laughs> really? They got D-Hop. They got – I'm sorry. They got, they, they, I mean, I, as far as players on the offense, look, finally the Houston Texans have gone out and done something on the offense side of the ball. Because for years, and I'm talking about for, I think it was like five years, 
I had continued to chastise this team about always focusing on their defense. They went out and they got uh, Jadavion Clowney, J.J. Watt, and I'm going to say, look, stop using all these first-round picks on defense. Your defense is pretty good. You know what isn't really good? Your offense. Well, guess what they did last year? They went on got Deshaun Watson, and he made the Houston Texans exciting to watch again from the offensive side of the ball. They were always great to watch on the defensive side of the ball, but he made them exciting to watch on the offensive side of the ball. Couple him with Deshaun, um, uh, DeAndre Hopkins at the wide receiver position, and the thing is, do they have a beast at wide receiver, I mean at running back, that's going to help that offense? Because I like Lamar Miller. When he goes off, he can go off. I just don't think that he's as speedy as that kind of an offense needs. They've they've got to find some balance there. Yes. Yeah. I I don't Hopkins think... caught half of the pass of the completed passes last year. Wow. I did he, not know he, that stuff. He caught forty nine point eight percent of the completed passes thrown last year. Ooh. He was their offense. Wow. Man, and if if something breaks down there, what happens to that offense? Will Fuller time. Will Fuller the fifth. That V's not just there for fun. That means it's the fifth. It's the fifth Will Fuller. It's not Star Trek five? No. Okay. <laughs> um, you're right. I mean, he, he got fifty percent of the passes. Yes. That Deshaun threw last year. No, no, not that he threw, that that people caught. No, no. Deshaun threw there's there's attempts and then there's completions. Right. Completions. Oh, yes. So 50% of the completions that Deshaun Watson had were to DeAndre Hopkins. Correct. Is what I'm saying. Yes. I got a little crazy way with my terminology there. Got to be technical there because somebody's going to call me out yes, on that. Yes, we will yeah. be technical. So, man, that is uh, that's impressive but scary at the same time. Right. That that's That's my only issue with that offense. If they can't find balance in that offense – with another receiver or two, with a, a, a little bit stronger improvement in that running game, it'll be flashy, it'll be fun, but it's it's on a razor edge there. It could it could flip and fall apart quickly. And, and that's dangerous. But And as fun as Deshaun Watson, and I still think the strength of this football team is the defense. Without question. It, it still lies on the defensive side of the ball. And that's why the Houston Texans, they were in a lot of games last year. Um when your defense is holding the opponent under 10 every game, <laughs> your offense doesn't need to do a lot to you win. You don't games. have to put up a lot of points, right? Uh, four field goals, and you got to win there. So that that's pretty impressive. Um, all right, the Houston Texans moving on to we spoke a little bit about this team earlier today, the Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> I don't care what anybody in Indianapolis tells me. I don't care if it's Jim Irsay and his 5 million tweets a day. This team ain't going anywhere without Andrew Luck under center. No. No, it's not. <laughs> so I'm just going to put the nail in the coffin right there until I see Andrew Luck get up under center. Jacoby and I know Brissett. he is going to play 16 games for me this year. I ain't got nothing to say about the Indianapolis Colts because Jacoby Brissett, as much as I like the brother, and he did pretty good with the New England Patriots, and he held his own when he had to come in for an injured Andrew Luck, that's all great. But this team isn't going anywhere without Andrew Luck in the center. And case in point, last season he came in and nobody knew what to expect. 
and that def- that team, not that defense, that offense, and the whole team, because he kind of lifted the defense with him, just looked different. They played different. And, and didn't they actually start in a kind of a funk last season and in the latter half of the season – he they just turned and, it up. One and five or something. Yeah, it was it was yeah. So they were uh one, two, three. You're exactly right. Nailed it right on the head. They started the season one and five. And then lost one game the rest of the season. How does that happen? Both sides of the ball improved. It was not just it was not just the offense that came up. The defense stepped up in the in the back end of that season as well. And then of those five losses, they had a three point overtime loss to Houston. They lost by four to Philly in Philly. And then uh, the the start of the season, the first game of the season, they lost to Cincinnati 34-23. Then they had losses to the Patriots and to the Jets back-to-back. Um, and the, both of those games, by the way, were on the road. There was at New yeah. England and it and New York for the Jets. So they're 1-5. They're, they start out 1-5, shaky. Obviously, you have 1-2. Uh, you had three playoff contenders there in the in the beginning five games, six games, but then they get Buffalo and it's like they turned it around. They swept Tennessee, they swept Jacksonville. No, they actually lost the second. That was the that was the only other loss. Yeah, was a six nothing loss, which was an anomaly. How in the world did they get shut up? We we had a very <laughs> hard time on that week by the Jacksonville <laughs> Jaguars, but. Beat Houston, smoked Dallas 23-0. I don't even know how that happened. Uh, beat the Giants and wind up beating Tennessee. That was the second time they beat Tennessee that season. And they, they wind up, they go to the to the playoffs. They win in the wild card game by beating Houston and then ultimately, I think, ran out of gas against the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City. So that's how Andrew Luck makes that team go. It took them six games because, he had remember, he had missed – yeah. previously the whole season yep so he comes back in takes some six games to kind of like get in and some of those as we said were close close against the eagles who were the defending super bowl champs at the time um close against the the houston texans go to overtime and they even played a close game against the new england patriots all wound up being losses but it took that time for andrew luck to get back on the center and be like all right i'm ready i'm gonna control they cruise the second half of the season if andrew luck cannot start this season for the Indianapolis Colts, it will be a disaster because it's going to take them some time to get back and get him back to where he needs to be. And so that's why I don't want to say anything about Indy until I get some definitive answers from the Indianapolis Colts and start telling me vague stuff about bone injuries. Look at bone, bone injuries. injuries. Here are air quotes again. Yes, yep, air quotes. Go. Thank you very much. And the other problem is they play the NFC South. So they're hosting Atlanta, Carolina, Ooh. at New Orleans. I mean, they've got a rough schedule too. Yeah, that's going to be pretty tough. And on the AFC side, they have to deal with Kansas City. Uh, no, yeah, Kansas City, Oakland, San Diego. I'm. I didn't even trigger that one. I that was not <laughs> believe it. The funny thing is, I'm looking right at it. Yes, I was looking it, right at it. I want to it say doesn't that. even. It, it has the Chargers logo, and it doesn't say I didn't Chargers. Say, it did I say Los San Angeles. Diego Chargers? I did not say San Diego. I told you uh, I would not I, say. San Diego Chargers. All right. Uh, I will. On San Diego came out. let you get off. <laughs> uh, the Chargers. Uh, man, it's, it, it's going to be very interesting for the Indianapolis Colts. They do got uh, a heck of a schedule. But as we're going to get next to the Jacksonville Jaguars, I don't think they've got a whole lot 
Um, that's two games there. They got two games with Tennessee and Houston. Those are going to be the tough ones in their division. So we'll move on and talk about those Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> oh, those Jacksonville Jaguars. So finally, they decide we're going to get rid of the Bortles, man. Right? It took a couple seasons, but they figured it out. But they went and then signed Nick Nick Foles. Foles. I mean, it's like they don't. It's like they don't get it. I'm sorry. It's like they really. Yes, yes. Everybody's yelling. Sammy, he won a Super Bowl. Did he? Did he? Yes, he did. Did they win the Super? Bowl? Okay, he won a Super Bowl. Yeah, he won. A, but he has a ring. Was it because of him? Could anybody else have? I mean. How many other players could have taken that team the when team he was, did? When Carson Wentz went down, he basically already had that team in the playoffs. Sure. But right? you still had to win out in the playoffs and win a Super Bowl against other playoff caliber teams by definition. So Right. Okay. He's not the worst do in the, the NFL, Jacksonville but do, Jaguars you build, do you build your franchise around Have here? the offensive weapons that the Philadelphia Eagles hit at that time? No. You answered really quickly. What about Leonard Fournette? Yeah, he has not he has not lived up to his potential. They they have talent. Do they have the offensive weapons the Eagles had in the Super Bowl run? No. 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 No one no no wide receiver really of uh of significance. I mean I just, la- <laughs> last year the the Jaguars were twenty first. Um Offensive total well, offense? Uh, no, they're they're rushing even with Leonard so just Fournette. Rushing. Struggling passing game. They're that, rushing offense. So you're going to lean on your the, rushing game. That's the a problem. Bit. Is you're not go- the rushing game have, isn't going to pick up there. So there is no fear at the pa- at the quarterback position, right? And especially at the wideout position, you're going with D.D. Westbrook and Marcus Lee. Who Marcus Lee, by the way, is still nursing. He was. He went on IR last year. He's still yep. not completely healthy and back. Westbrook is questionable right now. That's something. Um, so, what do the Jacksonville Jaguars have to make anybody think, hey, I think we can compete and be competitive with this team? The defense, the, you know, still they got the base 4-3-D. I'm a big fan of Miles Jack outside of that. I can't really speak too much on the defensive side of the ball for Jacksonville. Their one big splash in free agents was, I'm going to go get They decided, we're going to go from Bortles to Nick Foles. Would you pay Nick Foles that much money? No. No, I would not. Man, you have been a really smart GM today. I'm just <laughs> telling you right now. You've been really Except smart. Except for trading for the kicker. Well, did you say you would trade for the kicker? I thought we did, we agreed that was not what we should have done. Next week. <laughs> Why are you bringing me back to Minnesota? Are you getting me started on that? My God, we already spent too much time as, as it is on them. I just All kicked right. us to next week. Come on. Let's All right, go. kicked us to next week. <laughs> All right. So the Jacksonville Jaguars, to me, they are the the, the bottom. They're the, they're the cellar dwellers for this division. Agreed. I mean, I think they can do better than they did last year, but they had five yeah. wins last year. So, so six they get wins six is, uh, maybe, is better. Maybe 
I don't see I, seven wins on their schedule, man. Maybe a tie in there. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> okay. Seriously? You want me to rant on the ties now? All right. Finally, the last team in the AFC South, the Tennessee Titans. <laughs> oh, yeah. Tennessee. Did Marcus Mariota time. I mean, this is – can we say that this is Marcus's make-or-break season? Yes? No? Maybe so? Got really quiet. I, I don't – did they make any major moves? Um, That I, is a very I think, good question. I Not, think it was a very status quo year for the Titans. It was, they were pretty quiet. Um, I just – I don't see – This is really the same team pretty much that was last year. They did have a, a couple moves on the defensive side of the ball, but for the most part, it's it's very, very same team. And I thought last year they were going to do a lot better than they did. Now, you're in a division where the Houston Texans are still going to be good. The Indianapolis Colts will be good if they got Andrew Luck on the center. Um... So those are those are four tough games in their division. I think they can handle the Jacksonville Jaguars without a problem. But they were all sorts of screwy last year. They were nine and seven. Yep. They Did had, they have a chance to make the playoffs? They had wins. Yeah, they were one. It was you know they it went had, down to the wire. Right, it was like, them and the Colts and yeah, you had to have yeah. three or four different things happen on the final Sunday. So they they beat Houston. They beat Philly. They beat Dallas. They beat New England, but then they they lost to Miami. They lost to Buffalo. They they lost a lot of games that that nobody had any indication that they would be be losing. Right. Right. So it my my issue here is in answer to your original question of is this Mariota's breakout year? Does this need to be his breakout year? I, I mean, it should be. You would hope it would be. But they didn't make any changes from last season, so how how are we expecting them to How's really be materially different? They were they were a barely above a five hundred team last year. Sure, we expected them to do better, but they didn't. Can we expect them to do better than five hundred this year? And I look at the beginning of their schedule, just the first seven weeks at Cleveland, home to Indy, at Jacksonville. Okay, we'll give them that one. At Atlanta. Home to Buffalo, at Denver, home to the Los Angeles Chargers, dude. I mean, I see one, maybe two wins there to start the season. Tampa Bay, Carolina, Kansas City. They finished the year Houston, New Orleans, Houston. Yeah, but they could be those Houston games. They could be out of it. They could be way out of it by then. Right. Well, that. Even if they're in it, even if somehow they win a couple of those games. Houston, New Orleans, Houston is not a good way to finish Right, the that's not a good way to the, finish the, the season. Schedule if makers if did you happen not, to be in it by then, how do you get through that? The, the, the schedule makers made them no, no favors by having them play Houston twice in three weeks. That's crazy. That, I, that's just, I just don't see them improving. They, they didn't do anything to improve the team. You're going to play Houston twice in three weeks, and in the middle there, just as a sandwich, you have to play yeah. the New Orleans Saints, okay? 
That's what we're going to do for you. You're not getting the Falcons or the Bills or something in there. No, you're getting the Saints of all teams. You're welcome, Tennessee. So there you go. The Tennessee Titans. uh, We'll see you in 2020. I'm going to say 8-8 right now without even really doing the math. All right, we'll move on to the final team, uh, the final division, actually, the AFC West. All right, here you go. We're starting with the Denver Broncos. And all I have to say about the Denver Broncos, and then it's going to be your show, Steve. Joe Flacco, really? That's that's what you're going to – I mean, we, we talked about this a little bit last time we with did, John yeah. Elway, right? Flacco, that's what you got for me? That's what I'm supposed to get excited about? Okay, get me excited. That's I, I can't. No, you got to get me excited. I, get me excited I, about I, the Denver Broncos. That's your job today. I want you because I look. I got some friends look, out there listening. You to this. cannot give me an impossible task with no warning. <laughs> I'm I, sorry, but so Flacco. Should I put in the notes that I sent you? You have to make me yeah. like the Denver Broncos tonight. Whatever yes. you do, <laughs> you. <go. laughs> and I would have a very hard time doing that. I, Look, I want them to do well. I've got nothing against the Broncos. It's a it's a great franchise, a fun team. I I don't know. Flacco just doesn't I hope I'm surprised. I'm hope Flacco has the the right weapons around him to do something. I just don't see it. Yeah, I mean the Broncos have lost a lot of the weapons. Den- Denarius Thomas who was traded to the Houston Texans last year. I think he's now oh My god, I think he's did he go to the Patriots? I don't know. He's somewhere out there in the East. He's no longer with Houston. He's definitely not with the Broncos. Um, yeah, the Broncos offensively is, is what's going to worry me for this team. I don't understand, first of all, how a, a GM who is as smart as John Elway, who played the position, still thinks that Joe Flacco has a lot left in the tank. What what he's what Elway's doing here? This is a stopgap, right? He's like, obviously, this is not the future of my my team. How old is Joe Flacco? I think he's uh, in his late thirties, right? Maybe I'll have to figure that one out. But he's a little bit older at the quarterback position, so he can't be the future of your franchise. This is a stopgap. He's trying to find the future of the franchise. Doesn't know who that is right now, but you bring somebody in who's a stopgap and you don't surround the rest of that offense with anybody who's who's exciting. So if if we're going on your theory that, that Flacco is a stopgap, that means he's looking that, that Elway is looking for the next guy. Yes. The next guy you're not going to find in free agency. Right. Who who out there is that is that would you expect in the next year or two to be coming out into free agency or available for a trade that you could build a franchise around? I mean, any of those guys are being locked up by their teams yep. right now. Yep. So you're you're getting it through the draft. So the only way, if we're following this rabbit hole, the only way to do that is to tank and get a high draft pick. Because are you really getting to a, get the quarterback you want? Right. Are you getting a quarterback in the in the draft at the 14th pick? I mean, sure. There, there have been quarterbacks that have you come out mid and yeah. worse and 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 been good. But if that's your goal. Don't you go for the top five picks? 
Well, that's why I think the Denver Broncos are headed. They could be headed with 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 the offense that they're going to be putting on the field. Um, they could be headed to a top five pick. I don't think the op- look with what the Kansas City Chiefs have in your division, the Sandy. God darn it. The Chargers have, and the Oakland Raiders. Or see now, when they go to Las Vegas, it's going to be over. Yeah. Well, I'm, well that's be. why you've got to get the Chargers <laughs> repetitive in there, so that you don't need to do both of them next year. But seriously, look at the, just look at the offenses of the three teams in your division: the Chiefs, the Chargers, and the Raiders. Those offenses right now at are least, looking pretty freaking scary. At least two of them. Where, where, I mean, you've got two of the best offenses in the NFL last year right? in your division. Yes. And I think that the Raiders have gotten a lot better. And if Derek Carr but stays they, healthy. They can't be a lot worse. <laughs> That's true. When, when the only direction is up, but pretty if, easy to go up. But if Derek Carr can find somewhere in his body of fragiliness to stay healthy, that that offensive unit is going to be pretty, pretty tight. They're going to be pretty scary. Okay. We got I two other teams we, to talk about before I know we get we to ta- them. I, look, I know we talked about A.B. and his craziness. He is going to provide something for the Raiders that they haven't had since Randy Moss. And unfortunately for Randy Moss, he didn't have anybody on that team who could throw him the ball deep. Derek Carr can throw the ball deep to A.B. Hmm. So that offense, I, I, dis- I disagree. Uh, we're gonna have to talk about that. Right, one that on that's why day. I'm not saying much because we're, we got two more teams to go yes, before we get there. We're gonna have so. to talk about that on another day. If you want, I can get go. into it. But <laughs> Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders, there's no way that the Broncos match up offensively with those teams. No, they got so, a strong defense, but not enough to hold those. They, I just not, don't see how they can't compete. hold them down the entire game. Right. I don't know how they compete for the division. All right, moving on to the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, if we're going to, you know, say the Patriots are the cream of the East, I think right now this is the cream of the West. Really? Yes. You're looking at me with the Chargers. The Chargers were horrible last year, too, weren't they? No, they were not. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying is that I I don't deny the Chiefs were a damn good team. Did you see all of the pieces they added? Okay. So, with the fact that they've only lost Hunt, and okay, they got rid of him, they needed to do that. I get it. But it's not like they replaced him with a bunch of nobodies. You know, even if they do the running back by committee there in Kansas City, which Andy Reid can do, he liked, he may do that because he can do that. They're still offensively, with the weapons that they have at the skill positions, I'm going to go out and say it. I don't think there's another team in the league that matches position for position on the offensive side of the ball better than the Kansas City Chiefs. I can't disagree. I, My only question with the Chiefs is can they maintain the magic they had last year? Because there, there was talent last year without question. There was, there was scheming without question last year. Can you maintain that? What I have written in my notes is that they're going to take a step back and, or back to air quotes, only – Win ten games. <laughs> uh, most teams in the league would be ecstatic with to ten win wins. Ten games, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ten games is a step back for the Chiefs. I don't see that at all. Did you, did, did, 
Did you watch any of the preseason game between the Chiefs? Yeah. Okay. The preseason lies. I, I know on. the preseason lies. I get it. <laughs> but when Mahomes was out on that field, it looked effortless. It was like the other team was going all out 110%, and these guys were just flinging the ball like of nothing. And, and There's no like, lying in that right And just there. When, like we were talking about with Mayfield earlier, that now there's more film out there. Right. I'm not saying that they're going to be a bad team. They're still going to be a phenomenal team. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, they, I, I get they, it. I get it. Can they maintain the 12 wins? <laughs> 10 yeah. wins. O- only. 10 yes. wins the, only. It's, it's only is in the air quotes, yes. <laughs> but the thing is, I, I, just, I actually see them being better. I think that loss to the evil empire at the end of the season last year made them better. Now, when has a loss ever made someone better? It doesn't. Losing just it absolutely is horrible. You don't ever want to do it. I think now they have a chip on their shoulder. Man, we were great last year. We offensively we were on fire. Defensively we, we were, were on fire. We were easily the most exciting team in the NFL last year. And it was off or not. And now I think the chip on their shoulder got even bigger because because I think everybody's thinking like you, ah, they're gonna take a step back. And the Chiefs are gonna say, like, watch. Watch us not take the step back that everybody thinks we're gonna take. And they just do it so effortlessly. That would be fun. I, I, I mean, we were at that 54-51 yes. game. And that was an exciting game, was, and I, I hope to see more of that. Yeah, that was that was pretty awesome. And they, they will have the talent to be able to continue that. So, All right. I, I think they're the cream of the West, but let's talk about the Los Angeles Chargers. <laughs> My only question is, Melvin Gordon was a big part of the offense. Last I checked. He's still not a camp. I also think he said, and I believe him, I will sit out the season. Now, the last time a running back said, I'll sit out the season, and I didn't believe him, guess what? He sat out the season, yeah. Steve. Um, does he got that kind of chutzpah that he would miss the entire season? It's possible. I, right now, after everything that I'm hearing and after everything I've heard that the Cowboys have put on the table for Zeke Elliott, it's, it might be crazy that Zeke might not play the season. There's two running backs out there who feel they are so undervalued by their teams that they're willing to not play football this year. I don't know. How I, is that going to affect the Chargers? Well, I think it'll hurt. Right, a fair amount, but I think you also still have one of the best teams. I mean, they tied for the best record in the AFC last year. Right, the the Chargers were one of the best teams in the NFL last year that nobody paid attention to. Because here in LA, the Rams were the talk of the town. Yep. So you didn't really. I mean, we did obviously, but but the talk around town is the Rams. Chargers were kind of a oh yeah, I guess they're here. Yeah, I guess they did a good job. And even in the AFC West, you know, the Chiefs were the, making all the the noise, the news, the flashiness, everything right. else. While the Chargers just steady Eddie won games. Austin Eckler. That's the name I see, Steve. That's the name I see behind Melvin Gordon. So if you don't got Melvin Gordon. You have going to have to get all that production from Austin Eckler. I'm not saying he can't do it, but I'm not sure. 
I know what I'm getting with Melvin Gordon when he's running the football for me in the backfield. And I kind of know what I get from Austin. It's a different style, and I'm not sure he can continue that style through the entire 16-game season. So I think that the Chargers, if they don't work out whatever deal that they need to with Melvin Gordon, take a step back because Phillip Rivers relies on a running game to throw that football. So, again, the preseason lies, but Eckler had a really good – It's the preseason, man. I guess the Arizona Cardinals, man. So, yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Throwing my argument back at me. I get it. So, so it, the, the, oddly, the, the, the fact that Melvin Gordon was a, a Wisconsin Badger yeah. is, is really what's triggering me this. So it's, I'm not really laying it on Gordon here. It's more the Wisconsin Badger offensive line is one of the biggest, strongest offensive lines in football. Right. Year after year, the Badgers put out some of the top running backs in college football. Very few of them translate into the NFL. Just because of how studly their offensive line is right. at the if, college. If their offensive right. line is giving them the holes they're giving them, getting getting them the blocks that are needed to allow them to be a, a good running back making great plays, how much of that can we lay on the Chargers offensive line being a strong offensive line that gives Rivers the time to do what he does, slicing up defenses left and right. Right. So point being, can Eckler perform at 80% of what Gordon did behind a strong offensive line? We'll That's see. what remains to be seen, right? right. Yeah. As, as we see later in the preseason, we, we get a series or two with the full starters out there. Yep. We if, if Gordon still sits out in week one, if I mean, if Eckler has a, a good week one, and does 80%, 90% of, of Gordon's production, uh, He's Gordon's back on the field week two. Because he's got to prove that he's worth the money and it's not right. the system and the offensive line that's right. earning him his paycheck. Um, I just, I don't know. I think that's going to hurt. I think that is going to hurt. All right. Finally, the Oakland Raiders. Oh boy. I don't care about dreams. I care about blank nightmares. Beep. Nightmares. That's what I want. All right. Thank you, Chucky. <laughs> okay. I'm not, it's kind of crazy that when you if – you, and what we're talking about is Hard Knocks on HBO. If you're not watching it, check it out. Hard Knocks Training Camp with the Oakland Raiders. The first episode was a lot of fun. I can't wait for this show to finish so we could jump in there and watch tonight's episode. But here's the thing, Steve. They just took that little part out, right? Like all the headlines was – I don't care about dreams. I'm here to make bleep nightmares. That was the quote that I think even I put that quote up because I, I took it and I put it up on our website. But the thing is, the whole speech was brilliant. Yes. The whole speech about like, you know, you got a dream, right? You guys, you get dream making the NFL. is like, And it's not about dream. You have to listen to that whole monologue speech that he gave his team. It's not about making dreams anymore. It's about blank nightmares. You've got to crush somebody's dream. You got to take somebody's dream. You want the job? You got to take it away from somebody else. So you're taking their dream away. You want to make it to the Super Bowl? Because we're not going to the Peach Bowl or the Sugar Bowl or the Orange Bowl. We're going to the Super Bowl. And that's where we want to go. And this is the NFL. 
I mean, just literally take all those rookies, all those young guys, and just squash all of the, I see myself winning the Super Bowl. I'm going to win the MVP. Just take all of that. It's not what it's about. It's about taking somebody else's job, taking somebody else's livelihood. And, and that speech was, if that didn't move you, then you have no business watching, talking, or doing anything with the NFL. Last week, last week's episode uh, was quite telling about the Raiders. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I, I've, I'm not a Raiders fan. No. I, I don't know much about the franchise. But last week's Hard Knocks really portrayed the Raiders as just a, a quality family. Yes. The organization. The right. Davises. Yep. And, and, you know, that big, the, the Raiders are like the autumn wind. You know, the yeah. old, oh, yeah. the <laughs> old. It was good stuff, man. I'll tell you this about the Elkland Raiders. I think offensively they're going to be bounds from where they were last season. If, and I leave it with the caveat, which I I shouldn't have to, but Derek Carr says healthy. He is the little engine that could when he's healthy. He's been having problems staying healthy. Though. All right, so, so what I was holding back here as we were talking earlier about the Broncos, Carr has a great arm. Uh, he, he's a great quarterback. There's talent there without question. The problem is, I don't know that I've seen him perform well when he has to improvise, when he has to think on the fly. Okay. If if he's in a scheme where the offense is, it's a timed route, you know, you're hitting your receiver just as he's making that cut, I think he can be as good as anyone in the NFL and clearly has an arm to, to, to back that up. Right. Problem is you're surrounding him with guys that are good at breaking open on that improvisation deep ball. Right. Especially with A B. So you're not playing into Carr's strength. Okay. I feel you a little bit there. So that that is my only question on that offense. May, maybe I'm proven wrong. Maybe maybe when Carr has some weapons around him and he can he can feel comfortable that he has those timed routes there. But when he wants to take the chance and go deep, when he wants to roll out to the right and wait for something to develop, I just don't know that he's I, – I don't know that, that, that the, the, the receivers that they're putting around him match up well with his strengths. Yeah. And the problem is that even if you end up calling the game and, and game planning to timed routes and everything, you know, A.B. is a monster. Right. I mean, all the circus aside – the dude is a monster on the field. But it's not because he runs a timed route better than the next guy. It's because he, he creates that, that breakaway speed on a deep ball. And he knows how to create separation from the defenders. Sure. Which I don't think Derek Carr has had yet. Right. He hasn't had that wide receiver. So I, I need to see Derek Carr be able to improvise right. successfully before I can buy into the Raiders' offense is going to be better. Pocket Hercules, though, at the running back position. <laughs> I think that's that's going to be all right, right, little, little Doug Martin. Um, plus, I really like the, the Raiders' tight ends this year, uh, Luke Wilson and Darren Waller. Uh, d- going to see some good stuff there from those guys. So um, the Oakland Raiders, man, I, they're fun to watch. 
if they stay healthy, it's going to be good. I got a call the other day. be like, uh, do you want to come and pick your seats for the Las Vegas Raiders? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I got a whiff of your PSL prices. I'm going to pass. Thanks, but no. Yeah. Can you just send me my uh, deposit refund back, please? <laughs> Thank you very much. So that's where we are. Yeah, I think we're going to see with the Raiders this year. It's going to be a simple question. I'm going to say right now that the Raiders are not at the bottom of this division this year. Well, I would agree. I, I think the Raiders are going to take a step forward for sure. Yeah. I don't know that their That's offense going is going to compete with the Chiefs and the Chargers. Yeah. So it's going to be a big step up. I, I think what we're seeing now is is the beginning of the, the mad scientist that we saw Gruden start with last year. When he blew that team up a year ago and we were questioning what the hell is going on in well, Oakland. Well, I'm still kind of questioning a little bit. I want to see results now. A 500 team doesn't, doesn't – become a Super Bowl contender. So if you if you keep your team at 500, you don't get the draft picks, you don't have the cap room, you don't have the things you need to improve your I team. Hear you. By Gruden blowing up his team, getting rid of the old. Yeah. You know, if he kept Mac and Mac went to to the the Pro Bowl again and had a, a record season again. Right. But they only won 7 or 8 games. What does that get him? Nothing. Blow up the team. Get rid of all the the stars and and start rebuilding. This is where I, they're going to be better this year. I'm waiting for next year. I think next year is when we're going to see the Raiders compete with the Chargers and Chiefs. All right, all right. There you go. I think I like the Raiders a little more than you this year, and uh, we'll find out in a couple of weeks. We'll yes, we will. Next week we got the NFC. Man, this reminds me of a show of old. We've gone an hour, 30 minutes. But thank you for sticking with us. Uh, make sure uh, all our fantasy football teams actually have sold. We're all done. They're done with fantasy football. But you'll start seeing links and emails for our pick and pool. Come out and make your picks against us. And also our survivor pool. One pick, win or go home. That's all the time we got. I'm Stephen Miranda. I'm Steve Fry. And you've been listening to NFL Rants and Rays. We're out.